Welcome to Inside Texas on Texas Football's Rapid Reaction, brought to you by the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, I'm Bobby Burton alongside Justin Wells. Justin, uh, the Longhorns took it to KU uh, yesterday afternoon. I tell you what, the Longhorns could do very little wrong in the second half. After kind of fiddling around a little bit too much with the Jayhawks in the first half, uh, Texas uh, dominates in the second, uh, keeps uh, allows just one score from the Jayhawks and really dominates uh, the game uh, in the second half. Uh, what do you think about this performance for the Longhorns? I don't know. I feel like it's kind of been the status quo for the other games this year. There's been some sort of rocky start either at the beginning or the ending with scoring on offense. Uh, they've had to rely on the run game, which they did that in spades today. And the defense, once again, I feel like in some senses is, is bailing them out, even though the offense is playing well. And you got a career game by Jonathan Brooks. You had a career game by uh, Adonai Mitchell. Quinn Ewers, despite that, that one interception late in the first half, had a, had a great game. He really played good in the second half. It seemed like he got a lot sharper. So to me, I felt like Texas was kind of in control, just like with most of the other games we've had this year. And listen, Jalen Daniels being out was crushing. And I don't mean just on the field. I think Kansas, that screwed them mentally going into that game because they knew they had a guy that, that could give them a shot, give them a chance. Once Daniels wasn't out there, once they kind of figured out what Kansas was going to do, what Jason Bean could and couldn't do, Bobby, it just felt like every other game this year. Texas was in control. They win by double digits. Uh, they're, they're just as good at home as they are on the road. They're consistent. And, again, this defense is getting better, and they're already playing at a high level. 660-plus yards of total offense. You mentioned the defense. They give up only 260 uh, to the Jayhawks. Uh, albeit with, as you mentioned, their backup quarterback. Uh, Justin, we're looking at this right now, and the Longhorns uh, obviously uh, put up some big numbers on offense. Uh, break down what you thought the key to the game was on the offensive side of the ball. Jonathan Brooks. Jonathan Brooks. Jonathan Brooks. You know, it's funny. It felt like Ewers was going through kind of a, a rough patch in that second quarter. I felt like there was a couple balls that weren't that accurate. A couple decisions. He he, gave, he he got sacked a couple times when he he really should have just spit the ball out. And, and, and you know, I know Kelvin Banks gave up one. Might be the first time I think I've ever seen him give up one. But when in doubt, give it to Brooks. And I'm telling you, that's the guy. Each time that they would kind of hit a stumble somewhat on offense, Jonathan Brooks would dig him right out. And he had some really nice runs, Bobby. I'm sure, as you saw. Um, you know, yesterday I, I felt like the, the duo of Jonathan Brooks and C.J. Baxter, especially Baxter in the second half, Brooks, Baxter, Baxter, Brooks, rinse, repeat. To me, the run game, and, and give the O-line credit because they paved the way, but the run game to me is what allowed Quinn Ewers to get so comfortable. It's what allowed Sark and this team to kind of get out of that first half rut and kind of figure out, figure themselves out. And it, and it gives the defense break, break, breaks and breathers. It, it takes snaps off of their plate on the defensive side because when you're running the ball, that clock is, ch is chunking up. So to me, and I'm curious what you thought, I, I think the run game is really what made this day go. 
I, I think it was twofold. I do believe the run game uh, really played a, a big piece of it, uh, uh, Justin, uh, yesterday. The biggest thing uh, was the big run for J- Jonathan Brooks. He wasn't even touched. Um, they're getting to the second level. Uh, maybe, that, maybe that's partly the, the players they were playing against with Kansas. Uh, but the, the, the guards are starting to get to the second level. Uh, uh, Jake Majors and DJ Campbell are starting to work better together, I think. That's a, that's a fact. Uh, and then Malik Ogbo and Gunnar Helm having a big piece in the running game as well. Uh, I, I felt like that was a key. I will say this. Quinn Ewers is becoming more consistent as a player. Um, I've, I've talked about this at, at the for, for a couple of uh, weeks now. The Texas defense is playing solid. We know that. The, how far a little this, better than solid, I think. But yeah, you're right. yeah, well, yes. Yes, I agree. The, the reality of it is, is that how good this team is going to be is going to rely largely on how good Quinn Ewers can be, if that makes sense, Justin. Absolutely. I believe, I believe absolutely uh, that the Longhorns right now have a quarterback that is starting to blossom. He's yeah. starting to get consistent. He's starting to make tough throws. Uh, he's taking, not taking big sacks. He's getting out and running two more conversions on third down. Uh, for him on running the ball. Uh, so you you look at this, he's starting to piece it all together too, not just the offensive line, not just the run game. Uh, no no drops for the wide receivers on Saturday either. Uh, so you add all of that together and you get 660 yards of total offense in 39 minutes, to your point, of total uh, of time of possession. I think 661 is the most in an offense in a Big 12 game in Big 12 history. It broke uh, Four Texas. 20, Four it Texas. broke uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think, in Texas Tech, 658 in 2016, maybe. I want to. I, I need to look at that again to, just, just to make sure. But just to give you an idea, that's you know that was pretty significant. So that's the that's the Justin. That's the most in Texas uh, football history. Yes. Uh, in the last year of the Big 12, uh, Longhorns doing that. Uh, you know, look, uh, we'll see how things go against the Sooners next Saturday. Uh, but uh, yesterday, uh, the Longhorns offense absolutely had uh, – gave they gave the Jayhawks everything they could handle. They did sputter a little bit uh, in the first half, not connecting uh, and scoring once they had – or scoring touchdowns when they had the ball twice inside the 10-yard line, uh, settling instead for field goals. That'll be something that uh, Texas does not want to do against Dylan Gabriel and Oklahoma. All right, the defense, Justin, immediate thoughts on what they were able to do overall, holding Kansas to just 260 yards total offense. I think they were able to wear them down. I think Kansas was a well-coached team with some with some pretty good players. Devin Neal and, and Daniel Hyshaw, those guys can run the ball. You're looking at 210, 215-pound backs who can move. Uh, I, I was a little surprised by the receiver play. I thought that was a little underwhelming. I was expecting it to be a little bit better, but then with their backup quarterback, probably some of that had to do with it. I, you know, I don't think the defense did anything unbelievably great. I think they did everything pretty dang good. I think it was a balance across the board. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of sacks or tackles for loss. Tons of pressure. Tons of, of pushing being out of the pocket. Tons of keeping guys in front of you for the most part. I think they gave up, what, one big play 
the whole game. And that's because Keaton Crawford and Jade Barron got their, their, their wires crossed. And so, um, yeah, I just think Texas defense was it, – it, it came to – it did what it needed to do. It, it got – listen, Kansas was one of the best teams in the country converting third downs. Texas killed that today. Uh, 0 for 8. The Jayhawks were 0 for 8, Justin. I, I'll give you some other numbers uh, here just to, to think about and uh, I, ideas. Um, I felt like the Texas defense almost looked like they were on skates in the first quarter. They didn't know what they were doing with the option. Uh, they got gashed a couple different times. All of a sudden, Pete Kwiatkowski makes some changes. They go to a true 4-3 for a little bit of time. And that that – you know, basically stops the option. Uh, and uh, Texas started playing more aggressive on defense from there, really shut them down the rest of the first half. Come out in the second half, Kansas hits the deep ball uh, on the first possession. But after that, they got nothing, no points. Uh, so look at look, the, the way I look at it right now from my uh, standpoint for the Longhorns, they've got to, Justin, uh, get into a situation uh, where they are playing like this all year long. Uh, I, I, they don't have to get into this situation. They're in this situation uh, yeah. right now. All right, I, I've got a, some questions for you. First, I want to say thanks to Adam Lowy uh, and the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Adam is one of those guys that can help you if you've been injured in a car wreck or on the job. He gives you a free consultation. All you have to do is call him 512-280-0800 or visit him at lowylawfirm.com. That's 512 512- 280-0800. We appreciate him being the sponsor of Rapid Reactions. Uh, Justin, uh, the let's talk about a little bit about the defensive line. Uh, they looked a little mixed up early, uh, but Jeray Bledsoe flashed. Sadir Mitchell got in on a tackle. They had some young guys actually play, uh, uh, Justin. Yes. Yeah. Oh, are you asking me about those young yeah, guys? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I heard uh, I heard Craig Way mention Dre Bledsoe on a couple pass rushes. Um, uh, Manny Muhammad had to play some real minutes. It wasn't the rotational kind this time. Ryan Watts was 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 injured, and so Manny had to come in and, and hold down Manny Island, which he did pretty well. Um, Anthony Hill got a little eager on that pass rush. I think it was a I think it was a, a, a love tap. But of course, they throw the 15-yard flag to get him for, and of course, choke kind of chews on him a little bit. You got to make better decisions than that. But let me, you know, the one young guy I liked, actually two, DJ Campbell. It's starting to click. You mentioned it earlier. Him and Jake are starting to kind of, they're in sync. And CJ Baxter, like CJ, I don't think CJ is still not healthy, and he's still getting yards. And that little catch he made off the screen pass, that was a that's a great catch for any player, receiver or what. I liked what Baxter did because Brooks, you know, Brooks was in a boot after the game. And I think it's because he took some, he took some pounding in that second half. He took he had a lot of carries. Baxter came in and gave him a breather, and they didn't miss a beat. And I think we've all talked about. In the, in the spring and in the summer, who's going to be the bell cow? Who's going to be the main guy at running back? Who's the starter? Dude, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an aggregate. This is a committee. I thought Texas was really going to miss B. John Robinson and Rashawn Johnson. And to an extent, they probably do in the locker room. But on the field, they haven't missed. 
These guys are still running the ball at a high clip. And I think you have to give C.J. Baxter, freshman, a lot of credit. This was probably his best game as a horn. Uh, Leona LaFowle came in on a couple plays and made, made separated one guy. Um, Derek Williams was out there, with, you know, in his area called Jurassic Park. He was holding it down. And so I, I think each one of them, none of them did anything over the top, but each one of them contributed to the point where it was a 40 to 14 win over the number 24 team in the country. Each of them has a role there. And, and, and this thing is kind of rolling now, Bobby. Yep. Uh, they're going to uh, face five and zero Oklahoma uh, this coming week in the cotton bowl. Uh, speaking with Justin Wells of inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. Justin, the other thing that I would, that I would ask in, in talking about those young guys, especially on defense, Anthony Hill, Derek Williams, uh, Ethan Burke was out there. Dre Bledsoe got some action. Jamon Tapp. All of those guys. Um, I was surprised that they had so much pro, so much um, trouble with the option early. But as you know, the option is just one of those difficult offenses to defend. And you don't see it that much anymore. And, and, and you know what's the worst thing about playing an option team? Simulating it during the week. Like, it's pure hell. When they had Cole Lord playing Jalen Daniels running the triple option, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. That's a hard read. I mean, the guy did his best, but you're not going to get the best looks on that. And that's why, you know, George, I guess, was, was it Paul Johnson for years when he went through, I believe it was Navy and Georgia Tech. You know, it's hard to, to, to scheme against because it's hard to prepare for. And it's a very disciplined type, you know, offense. And you have to be disciplined and gap sound on defense. There was a couple plays. There was a couple times where I felt, you know, Texas, you know, they got gashed a couple times in the first half. But when you're playing against that type of offense, you're going to give up some of that. Look at the touchdown they scored. It was a great run by Jason Bean. But then what happens? He gets drilled by Jalen Catalan and somehow passes the ball backwards or fumbles it forwards, no look, into Hashal's hands, who just scoots into the end zone. To me, that was more fluky than it was not playing sound defense. They got gashed a few times. First play of the game, Devin Neal went, what, for 26? And I tweeted out, well, Texas forgot to set the edge this morning. <laughs> Once they did, though, like you said, they changed the front a little bit. I think they got back to, to, to playing good, solid defense. And, and man, once they once you built that lead, they start pinning their ears back and they start going to eat. Yep. Uh, I, you know, Justin, the other thing I would say to you is that uh, the Texas defense, by switching to the 4-3, that's really what made the difference in, in the in this 
game and is as far as stopping the run on a consistent basis. They made Jason Bean have to beat them through the air. And even though he connected on that big, long pass, they knew he wasn't going to be able to do that uh, very long. Pete Kwiatkowski no. did. They, get, they have faith in these guys. I think that's a big thing. I was, somebody was talking to me about it during the game or texting me about it during the game. I said, listen, PK is in his bag right now. He's not even showing a lot, but he's there's some Dan Quinn, Micah Parsons, like moving around type stuff that he's having fun with. And I think that's kind of the under, undersung thing this season so far. We've talked about Ewers, the offense, the receivers, the running backs. But it's been the defense that's kept these, and I don't know what the rush per game, rush per carry was for Kansas, but the first four games of the year was ridiculous, and I guarantee you it wasn't much better this week. Yeah, they got busted on a few plays in the first half. You make an adjustment, you get some sound gap assignments, and uh, you wind up stopping that. Well, I tell you, at one point, uh, you know, Kansas was averaging more yards per play than Texas, uh, but Texas really changed that in the second half. Uh, the Longhorns clamped down on them. Other than the big, uh, long pass play, Kansas did not do much. They averaged five yards a rush uh, overall for the game uh, on 25 attempts to only 260 yards. Uh, special teams, they weren't really special for the Longhorns. They had a couple good kick coverage. Uh, Jet Bush jumped on a, a pooch punt, or pooch kick, but the Longhorns did not have to punt at all the entire game. So Ryan Sanborn... Uh, stood on the sidelines. But I tell you what, Burt Auburn, only two of four, uh, Justin. That's not what you want to see going into the Red River rivalry this coming weekend. Yeah, sideshow Burt. He's not giving me the warm and fuzzies that I, I had earlier in the year. What's this, the third game in a row he's missed one? Yep. And it, it's like the, the muff punts last week. At some point, that's going to bite you. At some point, that's going to come back, and it's going to burn you. It almost felt like with the punt return game tonight, Xavier Worthy was told, just catch it. Yep. No offense, X. We love your ability. Just catch it. Trust me, I've been in locker rooms where there's been some issues fielding punts. So the guy with the best hands goes back there and throws up his fair catch every time I think it's in the air. And so I felt like they were being a little cautious in that regard. Uh, but, man – the field goals, you don't notice it until you get beat with it. And so far, Texas has been able to kind of skate through it. And and I'm not saying this is a national championship team. I'm not saying this is comparative to 2005. But David Pino was kind of like this, too. <laughs> he would hit some kicks. He was, he was decent on the kickoff cover, stuff like that. But he also shanked a few. He missed a few. And so you can still win it big with the kicker like Burt, but you better make sure the games aren't close because I, I, that's when they start clenching up a little bit, Bobby Ray. Uh, no doubt. All right. Uh, hey, uh, Justin, I got to ask you, uh, let's let's put all this on the table and we can talk about uh, yesterday's game against Kansas all we want, but now they're moving on to the Red River rivalry. What do you see and how do you look at this game right now six days away? Man, I'm ready. And I think they're ready. That was a big question after, you know, I, I did all the transcribing last night from the player interviews, and every one of them had the same message because they were all asked, you know, what do you, what's your confidence in the team going into OU? And they're all, we, we, we feel great. 
Like we we love where we're at is what they were saying. That there's when you win games, when you start five and zero for the first time since two thousand nine, you're going to have some confidence. That's the beauty of a W. It, it instills that confidence. These guys are believing in themselves. This defense is believing we can get gashed. We can give up big plays. We're still going to get to the quarterback, and we're still going to probably limit you to 20 points or under each game. That's confidence. Quinn Ewers, like you said, he's blooming in front of our eyes. And this is a guy that absolutely torched Oklahoma last year when he was going through his transformation into college football quarterbacking. I am a little worried because I think Oklahoma is better than they were last year. Matter of fact, I know they are. And, you know, 49 and nothing sticks to you. Pretty that That's a smell you can't wash off. No, it's so sticks You're going to come in hot, heavy, and hard, just like any other game. And I, But this is one of those years where if Texas wasn't doing so well, I would probably be a little worried because – Usually, usually, you know, you know, the, the, the saying goes, throw the records out. It's it's essentially a fist fight at the state fair. Um, but Texas is confident. They're I can't, you know, going into Tuscaloosa and doing what they did a couple of weeks ago has really given them a sense of self and identity and 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 strength in numbers. John A. Barron was asked after the game, you know, what's the biggest factor for you guys? He goes, Really, it's we trust each other. He goes. I can make a few. I can take a few risky bites on an inside on an inside play or a screen pass because I know the guy beside me is doing his job and the guy behind me is doing his. He goes. That to me is the reason they're bigger. And I thought that was very poignant from from Jade. Uh, definitely one of the defensive leaders uh, of this team. And so they're ready for OU. I'm ready for Texas OU. I'm ready for that wax cup cold beer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready for some corny dog, maybe with some Bijan Mustardson on it. But really, I'm ready for this to be the last 11 a.m. kick in Texas OU history because that is no bueno. <laughs> Nothing good comes from an 11 a.m. kick, Texas OU. We need to savor it. It needs to marinate throughout the day. That way about 2.30, everybody's liquored up, revved up. <laughs> And ready to fight. All right. Hey, I want to say thanks one last time to Adam Lowy before I take our last question or uh, talk about our last uh, piece of information here. Uh, Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm, they've been helping injured Texans for decades. Uh, give them a shout at 512-280-0800 or visit them at lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation. If you've been injured on the job or in a car wreck and think you may deserve compensation, that's 512-280-0800. Adam uh, uh, it does a great job for people uh, over at the lowylawfirm.com. Uh, Justin, I, I'm looking at it and uh, thinking to myself right now, Texas 5-0, and uh, Oklahoma 5-0, and the Cotton Bowl coming. Uh, we've got a, a bunch of stuff going on at Inside Texas this week. There's recruiting uh, oh, that we need to talk about. Man. Uh, any Anything that, that's major for you coming out of the game on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, uh, as far as recruiting is concerned with either DeAndre Carter, the D, uh, the offensive lineman out of Santa Ana modern day, Solomon Williams, the defensive end out of Carrollwood Day in Tampa, or any other big recruiting notes over the weekend. Yes, I can leave I, I can leave the fans with a little bit, a little taste, but they got to come to inside Texas for the meal. 
Um, Solomon Williams likes Texas. He also likes Texas A&M. So that's a recruitment. Going to have to start watching, especially down in College Station. There's interest there. He was there last weekend. Kobe Black never made it in this weekend. And as we reported, it was always a maybe. His father had told me for three days it was a maybe. And, and so I got to catch up with him last night. They're going to be in Dallas for Texas OU. That's something they're looking forward to. And so I, I think that's big because I'd like to see Texas kind of get out the coffee and kind of shut that one down. Ryan Wingo is looking on, at a return trip to Dallas for Texas OU. Just be prepared. you got to come to Inside Texas. Jerry Hamilton and I have been actually working on this list for about a week. And there's so many new names and so many things that are moving. When Texas wins, that momentum is good. The recruiting momentum is real. Bobby, you of all people know that. And so fans just prepare to a top 50, basically top 20, top 15, top 20 matchup coming into to the Red River shootout. Texas is the host. That means they get to bring in all the recruits. That list is going to be nice. I expect to see a ton of elite 2025s. And so um, if there's any takeaway from this last weekend, I think DeAndre Carter and Texas are squarely in the mix. I think that modern day pipeline is actually a real thing. And at the end of the day, they did well this weekend, but Texas OU is going to get real crazy. Got it. Got it. All right, uh, Justin, uh, thanks for talking about Inside Texas. Inside Texas is your source for Texas football and recruiting news uh, for a really great deal here. Uh, two, do- or two months for just $1 right now. Uh, all you have to do is use the uh, special code OTFIT23. That's OTFIT23, and you get two months for just $1, make sure you choose the monthly option. All right, Justin, that's going to do it for Rapid Reactions. Uh, big one. Uh, Longhorns now 5-0, and man. Uh, we are still going forward with Texas uh, undefeated. Uh, would not have necessarily guessed this when the season started. Would have hoped for it. But now it's here. Uh, and uh, I tell you what, Steve Sarkeesian, uh, the offense, the defense, they all deserve a little bit of a round of applause because they're playing – uh, like a top five team in the country right now. Uh, they're going to have to go prove it in the Cotton Bowl on Saturday. All right, for Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode of Rapid Reactions brought to you by the Lowy Law Firm.